0: And, and welcome back to another episode of Fractured Not Broken, the Relationship Wellness Podcast. It is your guy and host, Coach Raj. Excited to have you here, excited to be back with you, and I'm excited for this episode because we've touched on this, touched on what we're going to talk about previously, but I kind of want to explain it a little bit more in detail, uh, just foundationally, because as you know, the podcast is brand new, so we kind of making sure that we level set as much as possible so that things are clear, uh, succinct, and uh, transparent, right? So uh, wanted to, this, ta- the, the, this episode, we're going to tag it decide and agree. You guys heard me talk about that before. Why? Because I'm an author. And if you want to get that book, I recommend you get out to my link tree, which will be in the description, right? If you want to work with me, also in the link tree. If you want to book me for your event, also in the link tree. And so much more, and even subscribing to the pod. But yeah, that's going to be available to you in the description. But what I want to share with you is about decide and agree, decide and agree. So, but let's start with what are you coached is right because are you coached is the name of the company, right? The name of the business, the name of the brand, and are you coached asks three questions, right? It asks, are you focused? are you purposeful? Are you evolving? And if not, are you coached? He said, well, wow, okay, that's, I get that. But what is Are You Coached? Are You Coached is a coaching platform geared toward helping individuals identify, participate, strengthen, and strengthen the relationships that matter most. He said, well, gosh, how do I do that? Well, that's where I come in. I coach and teach my clients how to decide. Decide is an acronym. It's a coaching model for an acronym. I'm sorry. It's an acronym. It's a coaching model. (laughs) And it is also an acronym. Uh, And I'll explain that to you. So DECIDE stands for Define and Discuss. C is for Communicate. I is for Initiate or Introduce. D is for Design, which is the centerpiece of the model. And E is for Execute. And in every step of the model, you have to execute in order to be successful. It's predicated in building new habits that support and serve us in the relationships that matter to us. So you say, well, okay, I get that. You have to learn to decide. And once you learn to decide, applying the components or attributes of emotional intelligence in the relationships that matter most, which will help you identify, participate, and strengthen those relationships, allow you you also to become more focused, purposeful, and evolved because you have been coached. You see how that works? The breakdown are you coached, to the platform, to decide and build back up to become better, how we show up and present in the relationships that matter most to us, okay? So, let's get to it. Decide, it. here's the thing, folks, it is, it really is an intentional thing, Um, it's really a conscious thing, how do I work on, how do I, how do we be better? Now, we're going to get into some things in a bit that will help us be better in terms of how we think about it. But deciding, it begins with deciding. And then it also requires agreement. Now, how does agreement work in relationships? Hmm, how do I explain this to you the best way? It's actually really simple. You know, how many of you have had, are in relationships, romantic, non-romantic, otherwise, where there's something that comes up that frustrates you, that you might be slightly irritated by, or that just simply bothers you. And you have the discussion with the person that has frustrated you, irritated you, or slightly bothered you. Not the person, something they may have said or done. And then you talk about it, but nothing changes. The behavior that you brought to their attention it persists, and you're like, "But gosh, we talked about it. How many people have done that? How many people have even said it? Oh, we talked about it. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times I hear it, and also I hear that nothing changes. Where the frustration persists, the the behavior that they had challenges with continues, and you're like, "God, how do I fix it? Well, I have a, I have an idea <laughs> that may help you in those moments, and." You know, when people say ask me the question, you know, how do I know when I need an agreement? Well, whenever you're frustrated or believe you could be, come frustrated by something that you're seeing or that you're noticing, you probably want to. You could choose to be proactive and establish an agreement. You say, well, how do you do that? Great question. You have to have a conversation, right? We now we're back to the model. How do I introduce my concern? How do I is- introduce my frustration? that doesn't sound like I'm attacking, I'm accusing, I'm assuming, right? You see the science here? So now I want to offer and invite the person to a conversation because I want to present it as an inclusive, I want to know what you think, and I want to share mine. So I want to have a conversation with you. I want to get your buy-in that you're even open to having a conversation. And once I get your buy-in and that you're open, now I can get to the thing or share the thing that has me annoyed, slightly bothered, or frustrated. And so the thing to keep in mind with agreements is that it may require negotiation. Just because it's something that matters to you, that ask may not land with them. They may say, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm willing to go all the way there but i think I think it's room because like we we've we've shared before, there is we can start from something we can start with something if we don't start with anything then there's no there's no room to grow there's no room to improve there's no room to to be better, quite frankly, so what I would say is again the negotiation for example i think if you if you if you take a Ah, I got one for you. So let's use an example, a real simple one. I remember, I remember someone telling me once about, they had a, they had heartburn with their roommate who didn't take the trash out. Right. And they were taking the trash out and said, why do I have to keep doing this? I think it was, they were, they were, they were related like cousins or something. And the you know, one cousins, you know, man and woman, but they're cousins they, and they chose to be roommates or share an apartment or what have you. And so I think they kind of divvied up the responsibilities of their home. And, you know, maybe she cooked and you know he would take the trash out or what have you. Well, anyway, he wasn't taking the trash out at the clip that she kind of felt and hoped that he would. Basically kind of like you see the trash is running over. Why won't you take this out kind of a thing? To her, it's obvious. To him, not so much. Yeah, I get around to it, right? Well, she shared this with me and I said, man, you know, you guys could benefit from an agreement. And what I shared with her was that maybe ask him, you know, say, listen, about the trash, you know, can we talk about that, right? Going to get buy-in. Are you even open to having a conversation? He said, sure. And he was. And so when she did that, he says, yeah, what's, what's, what about it? And she says, do you mind taking the trash out on a set schedule? Say, let's just call it Tuesday, right? It goes out each Tuesday, but just please, if you notice that it needs to be taken out, if, the, if it's overflowing, would you please, you know, prepare it to go out? And he says, oh, yeah, that's easy. I can do that. No big deal. And that's what people do because they talk about stuff, right? And she says, no, no, no. I I appreciate you saying it, but no, I'm asking you, are you willing to do it on this day? No later than and whenever you see it. Oh, oh, that's what you meant? Yeah, that's what I meant because you got to be very specific, folks. (laughs) The problem is we're not specific because, again, we just talk about stuff, but then you got to ask the person to commit to the thing that you're asking them about. And in this instance, it was taking the trash out on Tuesday. And also in addition to whenever you see it overflowing, please do so. Okay, he's like, yeah, I can do that, no big deal. Well, guess what, some time passes, week or so, I think the first week he was good, maybe not. It went a few weeks and she noticed, guess what, the can still remains overflowing, Tuesdays have passed and the trash is like, are you serious? And so her inclination was to go back and say, I thought you said you were gonna, mm. please folks, resist that desire and urge. I know it's tough, cause you're frustrated. You're slightly bothered. You're annoyed. Ah, I get it. That's why I'm encouraging you to consider agreements. They do work. Here's why. Because what you get with them is accountability. Yeah. That's what the money is. I told you about the model. Decide. Define and discuss. Communicate. Introduce or initiate. Design, which is what we're talking about now, and execute. So this conversation is the execution part of it, right? Getting the buy-in, the negotiation is the execution part. Right. And once that, once you two agree to whatever that's going to be, now when that thing that you've agreed to goes unmet, you simply remind the person of the agreement. Not how many times do I have to tell you, I thought you said you were going to fill in the blank. I promise you, it's a great habit if you're if now here's the key. Got some caveats. It's a great habit if both of you are willing to participate. Okay. This gets you over the hump of just talking about things and your frustration continuing. The idea is to build new habits. That's how agreements happen. So what, what are we talking about? When you get frustrated, this is an opportunity to do what? Or you or perceive that you could become frustrated about something that you're noticing with your person, regardless of the type of relationship. Consider and find the courage within to introduce your concern at the point of conversation before it escalates to an issue where now there's no runway. Because if you are willing to do it proactively when it's just a concern, when you notice the frustration or you've been frustrated and you want to kind of turn the corner on some things and you're willing to be patient with the person, yeah, have that conversation. Because if you get become so annoyed and so frustrated, and you're no longer slightly by that you're all the way there, then yeah, it, it, the runway is small, it's much shorter. <laughs> but if you do it proactively, there's time to course correct. So, didn't want to oversimplify that, but I hope it made some sense. But let's use a different example. Let's use another example, I should say, that, you know, I think that. May may be helpful. It may be relatable as well. You know, we talk a lot about EQ, right? Yeah, that's what we do here. I, I sometimes want to call myself the EQ coach because it's like everything we talk about is evolves around EQ from a foundational perspective. But what you'll see in these examples, and what you'll see in the in the, in the content that we deliver, is that EQ is prevalent. It's all around us. Now, what you'll also find is that. They're people who have low EQ. This is the beauty of EQ, folks. I want to remind you of something. IQ, intelligence quotient, is determined at birth. None of us get to change that. No one does. However, EQ, all of us, if we choose to be, can be better. Now, what we find is that there are people who have low EQ. Those are persons who are not self-aware. Needless to say, never mind self-management because they don't even know that they're not aware. They're nothing to manage because they, they think they're fine. I know it, yeah. Then you relationship management management becomes a challenge because you're like, I'm I'm involved with this person, they're in my life on some level. How do I manage that? And then the social awareness speaks to what you're noticing, right? And so when you when there are people in your life who have low EQ, you have opportunity. Understand, these are not all all things are not challenges or problems. Many times there, if it's how you think about it, you hear me say that often as well, there are opportunities, right? Opportunities to be better, opportunities to ask a question. Ask people, ask a person, hey, listen, you know, I'm noticing this. Did you realize or did you know? Did you consider? Were you aware? When you ask a person a question, A, it compels to But B, it gives them an opportunity to think about the thing that they're being asked. What we tend to do, unfortunately, is we make statements. We make declaratives that don't require thought, What you tend to get is acknowledgement. Anybody seen this one before? Yeah, you're right. You're right. (laughs) That same behavior that you're asking them about or telling them about. And you're like, but we talked about it. Yeah, but you didn't ask a question. And guess what else you didn't do? There was no agreement. So, guess what? There couldn't be change. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy. So simple, but it's so true. So, what do you do? Opportunity to create new habits, to ask more questions, to get buy in. That buy in may require negotiation. And then you get to agreement. Now, understand you may be the person with the higher IQ, EQ, I'm sorry, higher EQ, and you're in relationship or, yeah, relationship, no matter the type, with the person that you realize has kind of low EQ. Um, Kind of buckle up a little bit, you know, because it could come with some frustration because they don't know what they don't know. And so we want to try, we want to make the effort. Now, once you make the effort, and the person is not willing to participate, folks, just accept it. Please don't, again, overlay how you feel about their choice <laughs> onto their choice. The best thing we can do is to simply accept it. And remember that we have choices in terms of how we choose to participate, interact, and engage. Yeah, we have choices. And when we're frustrated, I think we sometimes miss that because we can't see the force because of the trees. Because we got this block. It's like why don't they get it? This makes so much sense. What are they what are they missing? You could do that. I'll be honest, I've done that in the past, years ago. Whew, thank God for Jesus I don't anymore. <laughs> but I'm more aware, okay? More aware. And my encouragement and exhortation to you is that you also become more aware. Yeah, agreements are are huge. Again, when you're dealing with someone, working with someone, or intero- in, in, interacting in relationship, however, with someone who has low EQ, the onus is on you to pay attention and, and share with them through questions and see if they're open to like, oh man, I didn't think about that. Because there are times, this is what I'm saying about the beauty, anybody can choose to be better. That's what I love about this work. Anyone can choose to be better. Sometimes, I know it sounds crazy, but they just may not have even thought about it. They may not have, no one's may may not have ever asked them to think about it. But then you have some people, folks, who are just absolutely oblivious. Let me give you a for instance. Persons who can present or appear oblivious, low EQ types, likely do not consider the impact of their actions and or choices on others. Do you know why? Because they can't see past their intention, especially if they believe it's a good one. Oh, this will be a good thing to do. I'll give you an instance. Say, <laughs> say you just had knee replacement. I've never had knee replacement, so I'm just using this as a loose example. So just go with me for the purposes of the example. Say you had a knee replacement, and someone wanted to gift you, I don't know a bike, a pet, or something that was was act that required your your action to do something like to care. We'll, we'll go with a pet. Let's go with a pet. That's easy. That's easy. Cuz pets can be active, right? Particularly little dogs or big dogs for that matter. But you just had a knee replacement, which means your mobility is limited, right? So you say, "Hey, this person could benefit from a friend. I'm going to give them a pet." The low key person low EQ person. Says, I'm going to gift the person a pet because they think, man, that would be a good companion as they, as they, as they, as they rehabilitate. It's, it's, it's a nice gesture. It's a nice thought, but that thought was not vetted because that low EQ person just said, I'm going to go do this and not considering the impact on the person that they wanted to gift. Didn't consider what they're feeling. Didn't consider their rehabilitation. Didn't think about their rehab. Didn't think about convalescing didn't think of anything other than this is a good idea. Low EQ. So what do you do? You may say, Hey, thank you for that. But that's not really a good idea. I I appreciate your desire to want to gift me with an animal or pet of some kind. Thank you for thinking of me or considering me in that regard. However, my my, my, my physical ability is limited right now. And that, that, that pet would require more activity than I'm allowed to even, that I can even perform at this point, you know, maybe months from now, once I see how my body repairs and heals, but not right now. And that's a way to tell the person, Hey, listen, I appreciate the gesture. Now, in addition to explaining it, you can also ask a question. Does that make sense? That person may say, oh man, gosh, I didn't, I, I, I didn't think about, or, or, hey, hey, listen, they may not, okay? I hate to break it to you folks. There's some folks who are, I'll just say less than smart. We'll just say that. gonna call people names. We'll just say less than smart, okay? And, and that's, and, and guess what? That's your opportunity to accept that. Not ask them what's wrong with you. Call them a name like an idiot or whatever. Please don't do that because those persons who have high EQ or growing an EQ, building their emotional intelligence muscles, respond differently. We allow what's presented to inform our response, reaction, or next question. Yeah. Does that make sense? Hope so. Yeah. The idea, though, is to explain to people where you are, how you feel, and why you feel the way you do about the thing. After they have agreed and and accepted the invitation to have the conversation. Now, try not to, as difficult as it may be, to attach your feelings to, yes, they may have said I'm going to listen, but that doesn't mean that they're going to modify their behavior. And if that doesn't change, if that behavior does not change, you have an opportunity again to make a choice that serves you. I would also encourage you to consider grace. This is why it's important, folks, because we're talking about new habits. People aren't used to engaging this way. It's it's not common. It's actually rare, and there may be some pushback, and that's okay. You have to ask yourself a question: What level of engagement do I want to continue with this person? What level of participation? I have choices, please remember you have choices. Now, we talked about RU, we talked about design, or this? we talked about decide, the model, we've talked about designing agreements into your relationships and how to do that, inv- inviting someone to a conversation to share, negotiating to agreement, and then to see if that behavior changes. The biggest thing, folks, in all of this, please remember to be patient, please remember to extend grace to the person who has frustrated you, slightly annoyed you, bothered you, or moved you further along down that scale of that I won't say the word, but you understand. Just be patient and give them an opportunity and, and see if they're willing to, to do the work with you, right? Because it is work, but it's a good work if you care about the person and that's the motivation, because it's going to be tough. Because again, we have bad habits, right? We want to change those, we want to be better. So how do I create new habits? It's going to take time. It takes 21 days, actually, to create a new habit of consistency. 21 days. You can't get to day 19 and say, oops, I forgot the day 20. And then no, you gotta start over. 21 days, new habit is formed. Subconscious tracks it. But understand, that can be a long time <laughs> when you're already frustrated. I mean, a day is forever. You talking about 21 before a habit? You kidding me, Coach Rudge? No, I'm not. But I hope you can do it. I know you can. I believe in you. But if you need some help with it, that's why you work with the coach, me. I help, this is what I do with I help people be better in relationships. Not because of what I think, because of what they think, because they have to live out their choices, not my ideas, right? It's perspective. It's asking questions to compel thought that leads to new considerations, that leads to new outcomes. Just saying. Yeah. So anyway, I think that's all. For now, there'll be more because we're gonna keep talking about it. Again, I hope it made some sense. I hope you better understand what are you coached is, what the platform is about. I hope that the decide model makes a bit more sense. We'll keep talking about it and fleshing that out for you. I hope you understand why and agree- why agreements are so important and how to how to make those and establish those within the relationships that matter most to you by using emotional intelligence, by allowing what you are observing to inform your response, your reaction, and or your next question. And lastly, remembering to extend grace and patience to yourself and the person that you're wanting to build stronger, more fundamentally sound, foundationally sound relationships. Hey, listen, hope it made some sense. It is your guy, Coach Reg, and I love love. Be sure to check out that link tree in the description, guys, and I will see you on the next episode. Take good care.